Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Those transcendent experiences, if you let them marinate without trying to like prove to society that right. they were there, then they will come out in creative expression. Hi everyone, I'm Amy. I'm Jamie, and this is Clever. This is a special Clever Extra. After our last episode with Madeline Weinrib, who talked to us about closing her business because of knockoffs, Amy and I had a lot to say. So we decided to take that conversation and put it into a bonus episode. If you haven't listened to Madeline's episode yet, that's okay. You won't be lost. But we recommend that you go back and have a listen because it was a good one. So this short episode is an extension of that conversation. Jamie and I explored a few relevant topics and are interested to hear what you think. Perhaps you're seeing the same shifts in design and art, or maybe you're encountering a similar struggle. Have a listen and then join the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Clever Podcast or email us your thoughts at hello at cleverpodcast.com. Okay, so here it is. I don't even know how to feel right now. I feel a mix of that sort of gooey, wonderful feeling that you feel when you have a really meaningful discussion Mm -hmm. with somebody who's really thoughtful about everything that's transpired in their life. And then I have a lot of rage. (laughs) Yeah, I also feel kind of sad. Um, Yeah, I'm sad too. Like, I don't know. Creativity is being co-opted and culturally watered down and homogenized Mm -hmm. and I don't have a solution. I don't know what to do about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But I do have to... I mean, I have to give her credit for making that really, really difficult decision. Oh, I have yeah. no idea what it's like to have been in that situation. I don't know what I would personally have come to, but I, I respect her decision to move on to something that she feels is more meaningful more creative and can offer more to the world, I guess, at this point, after realizing that, you know, now that she's put this thing out there and everybody's copying it, like, what is she really there to offer? And like, how can she even sustain it? So she's kind of decided, okay, let me do something completely different that offers more value. And I love that. But I it must have been so difficult. So difficult, because she also in the creation of her 
original designs, she also created a channel of economic prosperity for so many artisan cultures around the world Mm -hmm. that she worked with. And those relationships must have felt like babies to her, like she was nurturing them. Mm -hmm. And then she had to be the one. Yeah. I mean, they were being starved because it was unsustainable to maintain the business, but then to make the decision to actively shut down her business must have felt like she was abandoning them. And I know she wasn't, but I'm sure that tugged at her heart in a way that's like gets to your core, like the core of your Mm -hmm. being. Yeah. I know, but I do think that she's done so much good, though. I mean, she talked about this Project Mala and how much she's Mm -hmm. contributed over the years to that. And it sounds like she's still involved with that in some way. So that's really wonderful um, that she can still be a force for good and, you know, help people who don't have access to things like books or schools or clothing or food or whatever it is. And I know she'll continue to be a force for good. It's just going to have to morph into some other form. I just, I can feel her exhaustion right now. And it feels, I mean, we're both really familiar with it. Yeah, it's definitely not a unique feeling. I mean, anybody who's a creative who's making things and putting them out into the world probably feels that struggle. Or anybody who's ever been asked to copy a design or do something similar to this thing. That's hard. Uh, in this mm-hmm. day and age, too, we're just so overexposed and inundated with imagery and, and things, and it gets to be overwhelming. And then you lose track of who the original source of that particular image or that design was. And then it just gets duplicated so many different times and slightly altered so that it's not a direct copy. And then it just loses mm-hmm. it. It loses everything. It loses its... It loses the soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I also feel just as a consumer, as a resident of this planet, of this humanity, I'm incredibly saddened by the lack of variety. Yeah. I mean, just even... I used to love going to all of these like one-off mom-and-pop hardware stores because they're all kind of organized a little different and they all have their specialties and you could find you know, certain kinds of patina screws and in a special hardware store. And like that process of discovery was amazing. And they've all been eaten alive by Lowe's and Home Depot. So that's all we have now. Yeah, or some sort of like replica of that. Yeah. Yeah, people look at what's successful, what makes money or what they perceive to be successful, whether it's, you know, someone with a lot of followers or whatever. And then they just kind of latch on to that. And sometimes like, I follow a lot of artists on Instagram and I see it a lot. And sometimes I feel like it's a good thing because you have to look at somebody else in order to unlock your own creativity and like find your own voice sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there are people that don't move on. They don't ever find their own voice. They don't ever find their own creativity. And they're just constantly derivative. And that's really frustrating for me. Yeah. But it's everywhere. You know, I this is a personal story, but I live on the West Coast. So do you. But I've for 20, 20 years or so, um, I take regular trips to Palm Springs. I don't own a second house there or anything. But part of the fun of Palm Springs used to be shopping for these rental properties to spend your vacation. And they all had it was like 
visiting a time warp. Like it had this mid-century modern architecture and a lot of the homes were decorated really uniquely and it felt like a fun adventure of discovery. And in the last couple of years, all of these properties are on the vacation rental sites and they all look like they've gotten been commandeered by the same like real estate stager and they all look exactly the same they've all been renovated to look exactly the same and it's this gross commercial idea of what mid-century is but with cheap textiles and stupid you know knockoff Andy Warhols of Marilyn Monroe and it's offensive <laughs> it makes me mad oh. If I see another one of those like knockoff Andy Warhol, Marilyn Monroe posters, <laughs> like I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, it's ba- it's oh. bad. It's bad. It, it definitely takes away from having a unique experience, uh, yeah. being in unique surroundings. And then there's nothing to write home about. Like if we're all right. experiencing the same things, right? all these experience museums that you go to and you take your picture in the Kusama infinity room Mm -hmm. or whatever, everybody's doing that. So like, what is the experience that you have? Is it different? Is it unique? Is it, or is it the same thing everywhere? I I don't know. And I'm not saying it's not important to go see the Kusama stuff because it is fucking amazing, but... Well, Kusama is Kusama, I'm just (laughs) using that as an example of, like, it's just this thing that you see over and over and over again on Instagram, and you're just like, I have to go experience that thing. But then we're all having the same experience. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes things need to be discovered. Like you said, discovery is, like, really important and, Mm -hmm. and maybe secret, kept secret. So, like, nobody knows about well, it. Well, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, what if all the artists got together and decided, like Google and Facebook and all of these tech companies, we are going to make everybody sign NDAs and we're going to keep all of our work top secret until we released it. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be so fun? I mean, I know it's not really realistic, but how fun would it be? Like for us to form secret societies again and have these like thriving creative cultural yeah. communities that are super supportive like, and full of discourse and style stuff and like you gotta yeah. know somebody to know somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta have a special card in your wallet to get in. Yeah, yeah I like that kind of stuff because it it feels I don't know. It's exclusive and it's exciting and it does lead you to that more like adventurous spirit that used to be before the internet, before we had Google Maps and we had to like find our way to the bus stop because we had no idea where we were. And we had to like ask this person directions and figure it all out. Like right. all that stuff is gone. But can we recreate it in a different way where it could still come back and we could still experience those things? I don't know. But I would like to. Yeah. And it doesn't have any of the drawbacks of yesteryear where they were all like sort of exclusionary and racist and (laughs) elitist. You know, like none of that stuff. Of course not. (laughs) No, but focused on um, focus on experience, discovery and adventure. But that's different and unique and not something that somebody can just copy paste. I also wonder if it would if tourism is and everybody having a camera in their pocket and being able to post it to the internet right away. If, if tourism is ruining discovery on some level. I mean, I would think that it's probably 
doing well because people can show all these beautiful places that exist, but also at the same time, sometimes I'm like, oh, I've seen that thing. I don't need to go see it in person. <laughs> like, I know what that looks like. I, I don't have to be there. Yeah. I recently had an experience. I went to Barcelona and I went to La Sagrada Familia, uh, which is the most in- mm-hmm. Gaudi, yeah, Gaudi, the most incredible place I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've been there too. It's, it's, it's magical. It's tears. It's all. Yeah. It's it's all in the sense before the word awesome got used everywhere. Like it's probably like right. the, the genesis <laughs> of the word awesome. And I didn't post any pictures on Instagram. And I think it's because I don't need to contribute to that noise. I had my own personal experience in this place. And I don't need to share that with everybody else. And I would say to anybody who's looking to have an experience, I would say just go. Don't put don't point your phone everywhere. Don't try to share it immediately on Instagram. Just like be in that moment and feel it and then try to capture it in your brain. And maybe try to capture it in your brain and let it express itself in some other form of creativity than a direct photographic representation. Yeah, I just feel like some places just you can take a million photos of the same place. But like actually being there and experiencing it is something completely different. The photos don't do it justice. And it also doesn't tell you what the experience is like. That's a very visceral, transcendent type of feeling. But I'm saying those transcendent experiences, if you let them marinate without trying to like prove to society right. that you were there, <laughs> then they will come out in creative expression, whether it's in your writing, whether it's in your productivity, whether it's in your work, whether it's in your parenting. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we need to let those experiences kind of seep in and take root in something else other than our social media posts. <laughs> yeah. Why are we giving everybody else access us and our lives and the things we create and the things that we see all the time. Like, we don't have to do that, right? Like, I don't have to story every moment of my day. I I just don't know. I've never felt comfortable doing that. So I never really have. But I know my career, I've definitely experienced people who will only hire me if my numbers are such that <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely you know I mean? a huge like, part of business these days. It's like ratings mm-hmm. for humans. And if your brand is yourself, you got to have those numbers. And if you don't have them, you better figure out something else to do. Right. I think Instagram is, is a, a wonderful thing and also a terrible thing. I find myself <laughs> reading captions more now than I used to because I mm-hmm. see a lot of the same photos everywhere. And I just, Instagram's become this like weird short form blogging platform and so Mm -hmm. a a lot of times I'm now more interested in the caption and I'm a really visual person and maybe I'm just overwhelmed or something but I'm reading a lot more and I'm thinking a lot more and I'm conversing a lot more and listening more and I like that and I, I guess maybe I missed that like I was so excited to have something like Instagram in my life because it reminded me of Flickr. <laughs> but when we had yeah. Flickr, we had long form blogging and slow blogging. And now we have yeah. everything is in our face all the time. So I'm kind of returning to that need for conversation 
and like meaningful dialogue and comments and thought and not just like, here's the info, clickbait. Yes. So on that note, invite our listeners yes. to dialogue with us. This was a we had a really cool talk with Madeline and we want to know what you guys think. We want to know what your thoughts on the knockoff industry and creativity and social media and how can we steer this in the right direction? You know, highlighting what's good and not feeding what's bad. Yes, hit us up on social media to talk about it. Oh my God, the contradiction. (laughs) I know, right? Um, And definitely let us know if you would like for us to start having conversations with people, you know, like this one where we talk about topics that are somewhat controversial or that people aren't talking about and need to talk about. We would love to hear about that because we're totally open to doing that. And I think it would be very beneficial to the community to have those discussions. Yes. And if you don't want to share it on social, we totally understand that. But just go to our website and send us an email and it'll be completely private. Thanks for listening. Do you relate? I mean, is there something we talked about that you really connected with? Or perhaps you disagree with us on something. Reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Clever Podcast, or email us at hello at cleverpodcast.com. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. As always, go to cleverpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter, subscribe to Clever on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would do us a favor and rate and review, it really does help us. Clever is created, produced, and hosted by us, Amy Devers and Jamie Derringer, a.k.a. 2VDE Media, with editing by Jenny Josephson and music by L1011. Clever is proudly distributed by Design Milk. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.